Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Danielle. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. And this week, we are doing our very first Christmas movie. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. It's <laughs> a, a Christmas adjacent. Just friends. And we have the wonderful Sonia joining us. Hi, Hi Sonia. Hey. <laughs> so Jackie, tell everybody about our Christmas adjacent movie. Just Friends is a 2005 holiday romp that follows Chris Brander, a formerly overweight high schooler who is now a trim record executive living his best life. He is tasked with signing an erratic, obsessed pop star, Samantha, to his record company. Due to an unfortunate series of events, Chris and Samantha end up staying at his childhood home for the holidays. Chris reunites with his high school bestie who had friend-zoned him long ago. Old feelings resurface, and Chris struggles to keep an eye on Sam while trying to reconnect with his crush, Jamie. It stars Ryan Reynolds, Amy Smart, Anna Ferris, Christopher Marquette, and Chris Klein, and was written by Adam Tex Davis... <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot right <laughs> directed by roger cumble and you can watch it on netflix i for one am shocked to hear that there are no women behind, <laughs> behind the helm of this no shock um, it's, it's masterpiece um who would have thought um, two guys named tex and roger behind this <laughs> But before we start, let's get into our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into any movie, we reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves would give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. Eh, it's okay, but nothing to write home about. And same day rental. Trash. Where mom threw his hockey skates in the <laughs> trash. <laughs> if you know, you know. All right, we'll start with you, Sonia. All right, I think pick me Y2K Sonia probably would have gone with two day rental. Cause I had like, cause I realized I had never, I have seen this entire movie, but I've never sat down and watched it start to finish until today. Like I'd only, I mean, till since yesterday, but I'd only ever seen it on like comedy central. Right. I've seen the entire movie just like out of order, you know? So it was fine. I watched it enough times that I've like parsed it together, but like, you know, could even, I could spot some, some crumbs of problems that, uh, <laughs> that current day Sonia has a lot of feelings about. <laughs> How about you, Jackie? I can't remember if I owned it. I'm going to go five day rental. I remember watching it and enjoying it more so for the Ryan Reynolds factor than like mm. the substance of the movie. <laughs> and I'm going to go on record here and maybe an unpopular opinion. I am not a fan of Amy Smart. Oh my God, me no. either. Same. I was thinking my Ew. husband last night. I was like, she's literally just blonde and thin. Yeah. Yes. Like, she uh, brings absolutely nothing. Unless nothing. Amy, you want to join the show. We love you, babes. Right. No, <laughs> I don't want to ruin your, no, that's strictly my opinion. No, uh, honestly. <laughs> for them. I, she, I mean, even 
in rat race even when she's playing crazy it's not fun crazy like i just i can leave her i no feel like you, my levels with that is there's amy smart mina savari mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what's that other girl's name that was also in varsity blues that was in Ali larder yeah those bitches oh. But Ali Larder, I hate the most, but the, the rest of like n- nothing. You br- They're they completely bring me- interchangeable. Yeah. Like you could swap one for another and it would be I think the at same least, exact. Mina Savari at least has like an interesting look going yes. for her. So like, I think that's what kind of sets her outside of that category for me personally. But literally like Amy Smart has the most generic, like it feels like an AI made her face. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's even happening here? I'm bored. Sorry. That's mean, but like- <laughs> I was like, yeah, like feminist icon. And I'm like, I don't like her face. <laughs> I, honestly, it's not even like their Yes, their looks are very generic in the sense yeah. that we've been there, done that. But from an acting capability, mm-hmm. that's, where, that's where I'm like, yeah. And I have a hard time remembering their names. Well, mm-hmm. and compared with Anna Ferris in this movie, yes. like right. there's- the acting, there is no comparison at no. all because Anna Ferris is like she ate there's a reason scene. why she's still relevant. Yeah. Right? yeah. Danielle, what's your rating? Uh, mine is a two-day rating. Cause I know I watched it. Mm-hmm. But I also know that I did not want to watch it a bunch of times either. So I, I've seen it, I think maybe two or three times if it was like on in the background. But yeah. Two-day rental for me. Side note, even though this episode doesn't come out for a couple of weeks, yesterday was Anna Ferris's birthday. So happy oh, birthday, happy Anna Ferris. Sagittarius queen. Yes. We love it. Okay. I, I only knew that because I went to trivia last night and they told me. <laughs> so I was like, that's so weird. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going home to watch one of her movies. <laughs> well, uh, this, this movie, despite everything, made over $50 million. Dollars. I don't know what the budget is as of this moment but I know that they must have a they must have had a tight budget because they actually shot the film in Saskatchewan Ooh, say that 10 times fast because the city apparently offered them the ability to do it cheaper there so they did it it's apparently extremely freezing there in Canada so I was like actually trying to place in New Jersey where it was like I had some suspicions but now that makes a lot more sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, when I saw the snow and stuff like that I was like a hundred percent I feel like Ryan was like let's go to Canada yeah <laughs> <laughs> like he was responsible for this like hey guys I know a place <laughs> <laughs> they were like you pick the restaurant I got you no problem <laughs> Okay, let's dive right in, shall we? We're diving. Oh my gosh. It's 1995 in New Jersey. (laughs) Chris is listening to All for One's version of I Swear. By the way, I was already sighing. At this point, I was already (laughs) sighing and rolling my eyes. Like, I'm just. Well, you got to thank Ryan for that because he was the one who came up with the idea for him to lip sync. I bet he did. I bet he did. I bet he has a lot of ideas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like and all the he's time. Hot, he's allowed to do them. Yes. Like, yes. like, what if we did this? And it's like, yeah, sure. Okay. That's why I was like, he totally was like, let's go to Canada, y'all. <laughs> and everybody said, sure. Everyone said, sure. So he is signing Jamie's yearbook 
he's getting ready to go to her party, which he thinks is just going to be him and Jamie and their friends, Darla, Darla, and <laughs> and Clark. <laughs> the little touches Anna Ferris does in this movie yes. are just fantastic. And so he has obsession wall. It's actually two obsession walls because it's like the corner of his room. So where two walls meet. I would have been creeped out by that 100%. Ooh, and it the was fact not that it stayed up for 10 years. Yes. Seek help. Um, yeah. By the way, I, because I wanted to check, the, it takes three minutes almost exactly for the word friend zone to be mentioned. Mm. Oh. It took that little note. That's like, uh, that she's um, coming with her own trivia. I love, I love it. it. And so he signed, he's signing the yearbook and he said, he signs it. Hopefully I'll be your boyfriend. <laughs> and is very satisfied with himself. And he's going to go over and pro- profess his love to Jamie through her yearbook. And they're just going to live happily ever after. And Chris, he takes it. Okay. The amount of retainer we see in this movie. It's gross. It's Big orthodontia, like big orthodontia, really <laughs> behind this movie. I yeah. don't, and I don't <laughs> understand. And maybe it was just the way I had to wear my retainer. I wore it at night, and I took it out when I got up in the morning, and then I went about my day. I wasn't ran- randomly wearing it during the day, and then having yeah. to take it out at weird times. Yeah. yeah there was a lot of push. saliva and, and yeah. re- retainer uh mm. so he rides his bike over to jamie's again he's wearing the retainer and takes it out for a second time and he goes in and it is the class of 1995 graduation party and it is literally like a house party <laughs> that jamie's parents threw for her and and what is she wearing can we talk about that? Because <sighs> um, Britney Spears' leftovers. <laughs> but that like, that was 95. I, I I thought about style. I never saw that. I don't know what was happening there. That it, dress it was, was a jean dress, but it was strapless. Like I, it was a halter top. I almost. feel like they wanted to do an 80s movie and then they were like, oh, wait that wouldn't add up with the time frame because that dress was I don't was think anybody responsible for making this movie has ever <laughs> met a woman. Like, no. That's the only logical explanation for some of these narrative choices and honestly style choices. Yes. Like, yeah. They literally paired her in a green puffy jacket and a red hat. Like no woman's going out like that. No. no. I don't care if it's Christmas. No woman is going out like that. Or at least, like, not by 2005. Like, I feel yeah. like if that, if it took place in, like, 2000, 2001, maybe. Like, that it's, like, a little Y2K fashion-y. But, like, by 2005, this is very, like, niche. But, like, by 2005, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we were a little bit more coordinated by then. I don't, I don't know what they were thinking. It was, it was garbage all around. <laughs> yes. A garbage wrap. Yes. <laughs> So Chris, prior to seeing Jamie, he walks in and he's like, I thought it was just four of us. And Clark and Darla are like, her parents threw a party, but this is your night, buddy. Go get her, Tiger. Like, 
And so Chris goes upstairs to wait for Jamie in her bedroom. She comes in. She's very obviously wasted. She got shoes on the bed, y'all. She looks like trash. She looks like she would. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> she looks like she'd be that type of person. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what that means, but if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Our Amy Smart slander in this episode. <laughs> bad i'm sure she's a perfectly wonderful person like yeah I'm just being a hater it's not her fault that this movie hates women like, yeah yeah i feel like it's her fault maybe a little bit that she didn't say n- no self-respecting woman would wear that okay but like also like so this has been my biggest issue throughout this movie is like women don't operate in a world without empathy like the idea of it she would just be wild like as drunk as she is wildly kicking her legs around like basically straddling him Mm -hmm. and just being like oh my god like you're such a good friend no you're not doing that unless you're trying to fuck somebody like they don't realize men don't realize how afraid we are of them most of the time yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah we keep coming back to this concept on the podcast of like there needs to be at least one woman writer on the script. Someone to just be like, hey, A woman wouldn't do that. Yeah, like, like that's not that's not us. And we are coming off of Crossroads written mm-hmm. by Shonda Rhimes. Mm-hmm. And it is so wonderfully w- written for women by a woman. Like it's oh. just, it's beautiful. Position. wow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just and, wow. Yeah. Jamie is like flailing her legs, showing her panties. Chris is like looking at it. And so then football player comes in, Tim. 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 I remember Tim's name. <laughs> okay, so let's just talk about Tim for one quick second. I was like, damn, that is a terrible wig on that guy. And then they put him in the bald cap later on. Yes. Real hair. <laughs> The ball cap was worse. The ball cap was bad. I saw that. I've seen that actor before. And he he was in that TV show, Men in Trees. And he wasn't unattractive like that as bad. He's he's not that bad looking. But it was the hair that was the problem, really. Yeah. And so uh, (laughs) Tim comes in with his yearbook and is like just blabbering on. And then they finally uh, kick him out. And then Dusty comes in and Dusty is played by Chris Pine and he has long stringy hair and lots of acne and braces and glasses. And he has a stutter and he's trying to play Jamie a song and it's terrible. (laughs) And so they're just, you're just kind of like, oh, Dusty got to go. It's it's like they said, okay, how many tropes can we pull that, (sighs) that make fun of disenfranchised people? Yes. So like, again, hate women, like yeah. just the idea that she's like leading all of these men on supposedly and has no fucking clue the effect like, right. it is. It is like the worst born sexy yesterday trope where it's like this idea that she has no idea about the, the effect she has on anybody around her, which fine. You're not as well versed at that as 17, 18 as right. you are later in life. But like, you know, that if you're just flinging your legs open or random men are just entering your room, like those are not things that any girl does. Yes. Like, not, those aren't real things. Not at that age. And I think a lot of this movie really does speak to 
kind of what we're experiencing now and this time if you're on the internet you see a lot of these videos or this, these discourses where men are just really angry mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because in a sense there's a sense of entitlement and there's mm-hmm. a sense of ownership so jamie gives him a shirt that in my opinion no girl would ever give a guy hello it <laughs> said shakes come and go but friends are forever and it's Which- two kittens Drinking a milkshake with, with their, their faces. faces on the kittens. That's when I wrote in my notes, this shirt is proof that this movie hates and fundamentally <laughs> misunderstands women as human beings. Because as women, I feel like we are so sensitive about our bodies. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she has a guy friend that she knows is overweight and it very much bothers him. I could never see her bringing up his weight to no. kind of advertise this very big insecurity that he has and also it's not like we're not aware I don't think any girl unless she was trying to humiliate him on purpose would give him that sort of thing and like expect him to kind of go around and wear it and not see the the problems that that might result for him considering he's getting bullied relentlessly anyway like do they think that women don't have empathy because we do actually the empathetic ones that's the thing that's our no thing. they don't think women have empathy because they have been douche bags their whole life the, they, these well, are the writers so, yeah the, so one of the writers texts it this whole movie was inspired by adam texas tex davis's real life experience in the friend zone so yeah, someone no, got fucking bug her real woman knowing that like imagine being that woman in question, like going about yeah. your regular life, probably married with kids, like living a perfectly normal, regular life and knowing that like, this was his dream to do this. to so, like get back yeah. at you like, ew. Yeah. Life. Yeah. There's was something so wrong with all and of And I do this. need to say like my, so I mentioned this to you guys off air well like pre-air I don't know at what point but uh, so (laughs) so I watched this with my husband last night and my husband was overweight almost his entire life he was popular though he's a football player but like still he was you know a big guy didn't have a lot of luck with women like pretty insecure whatever and then like lost 100 pounds in the year before we got married so like went through most of his life heavy right so I asked him I was like how did you feel about this movie like watching it as a guy Mm -hmm. who was kind of like living this experience more or less he's like I don't know. I kind of saw it as like aspirational. And I was like, that's disturbing. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, he's a very nice guy. Like, despite he's not one of those types of like, oh, well, I lost weight to like get back at people. I tried, you know, whatever. Like, we met in a much more normal way. But like, I don't know. Like, it just is like, it really did send a very weird message to like guys at that time. It had to have, right? Like, where it's this idea that like, be this person so you can get girls and, but also so you can make the girls who you didn't get before feel bad about it. It also says says you are not successful unless Mm. you have these monetary things and you're, you're thin and you're allowed to have sex without any sort of regard for anybody's feelings. Yes. Correct. Like, you know, which I mean, like fuck around, like go off, but like, you know, there's a human being on the other end of that genital. And if you haven't seen the movie, one of the biggest, another character that we're talking about in the intro of this movie is the fact that Ryan Reynolds, he wears prosthetics and he's in a fat suit, which if you lived in the late 90s and the early 2000s, this is nothing new. We saw Monica from Friends. 
We saw Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow in Shallow Hell. Ooh. Like this was a trope that, and it still continues to this day. We are still seeing thin actors uh, take on these roles where they're portraying probably, uh, they're, a lot of it is when they're portraying characters that lived uh, mm-hmm. or that are real. And so they're saying, oh, we're trying to be as authentic. And I kind of just feel like you could still play someone that has, you know, that's real without having to look exactly like them. Mm -hmm. And if this is the case, if you want it to be as authentic as possible, why not just get someone, an actor who is of that weight? And honestly, like I... (laughs) And mind you, like my husband's big call out is like, why is his face so much fatter than his body? And I was like, good point. His, yes. his face was like another one, fat bastard fat. Yes. And then his body was like, like overweight, but not severely obese. It didn't. <laughs> it and took- I think too, that like, it was really gross that like when they're showing him eating, they're it's like monstrous like the acting yes. monstrous of him shoving the food in his mouth and making these noises and I cannot imagine what it would have been like to be fat in the 2000s and earlier Ugh. like I mean it's not fun now I'll tell you that. well I mean for sure <laughs> <laughs> it still sucks it That's, still sucks even though people are fake woke about shit it still sucks but yeah, yeah I can't imagine and it, even when you're younger and you're still you're not even maybe you're just sensitive about your weight per se you see all these things in media it's just horrible that are just like right you're a monster for how you eat right yeah or because you're that way you are eating insane things you know there's Mm -hmm. so many different reasons for people to be overweight in their life and it shouldn't be villainized either way it took ryan reynolds four hours to put the 12 pound face on 12 pounds wow and when he stepped outside in full fat makeup that's what they say in this. I'm, I'm reading from okay. notes. A fan of his came up to him and asked if Ryan Reynolds was inside. He said yes and pretended he wasn't himself. I mean, technically, Ryan Reynolds is inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> inside the prosthetics. Yeah. But wow. Although I do have to say, like, fat shaming aside, one of the funniest lines in this whole movie is the random person off camera yelling, try a salad. Like, <laughs> yeah. I had to pause that and laugh because I was like, that is not helpful like do you think yeah. you're being helpful in that moment like, so insane sorry jackie we have had no, so fine. much discourse but you're fine where are we <laughs> so they hear laughing and so they go out and they're on the second story overlooking like the living area and, and tim is like reading the actual letter that he wrote in correct. his in the yearbook it's embarrassing yeah and so obviously chris is super embarrassed he runs out and jamie chases after him she knows he's upset so she does go after him but then she says is that really how you feel that's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me i love you like a brother what girl why i thought we are living in a post like when this movie was made we're living in a post can't hardly wait society bullshit (laughs) yeah you know what i mean like now you're just we know how this conversation can go don't talk to us like we're stupid and then everyone's still laughing they're like following him out of the house laughing at him it's so sad and yeah jamie jamie is still continuing to defend him she's like yelling at everyone like 
to shut up essentially again without any regard for how for like the role she might have played in further humiliating him because you know mm-hmm. that's just how we operate we have no regard for anybody's <laughs> feelings right yeah because all of this is her fault like that's the the theme we get in the movie mm-hmm. yeah and so then he essentially runs away and says, I'll show all of you. And he actually quotes, he, or I'm sorry, he paraphrases a line from Bruce Springsteen's mm-hmm. Thunder Road. It's a town full of losers and I'm pulling out of here to win. As Honestly, like, that's such a New Jersey thing to do to like take Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> to quote Bruce Springsteen in that moment. So like it's, that's accurate in my book. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing they got right in this movie. <laughs> I'll have to see what our New Jersey friends say when they listen. So now it is present day. He's at a holiday party. There's a lady in a birdcage. Yeah, okay. The amount of detail and time the camera spent on this woman on a swing in a birdcage is super weird to me. Just any, like, it goes out of its way to hate women. I cannot stress this enough. (laughs) Out of its way. (laughs) And then you see very cocky Ryan Reynolds having a conversation at the bar with this girl who is pretty much telling him that she's had enough with their relationship and that he's not giving what he's supposed to be giving. And... He seems like he doesn't care. And it's that nagging trope that's happening. Mm-hmm. And then you see another woman just standing next to him, hearing the whole thing. And so there's this concept of, okay, I'm so done with you. I'm I'm so hot that I could literally use you up Pivot. and throw you out. Yeah, And that this woman next to me could hear me, see me, watch the whole thing unfold of me being an absolute asshole and still be totally fine. A woman to be can with me. scream at you, stop treating me like an object. And you can think, mm, but I can, but he's going to be different with me. Yeah. Yes. What the fuck? No, he won't. <laughs> and we know this and we know this. Yeah, it's bad. Literally 10 minutes in, I'm like, everybody who made this movie should be charged with war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, we were like 10 minutes in, and I'm like, everybody, gulag immediately. <laughs> so now Ryan Reynolds is playing hockey. Because Canadian. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> in Canada. To um, show he can play for another scene that didn't even need to happen later on. Down no, road. unnecessary. Um, oh. And then he's like on the phone, like, you're the bad bunny, like playing into this whole baby talk thing. And I'm like, it's just so gross and patronizing. And And here's the other thing. Another concept that I think happens a lot with men, which is men do things not really for the sake of women, but I always feel like men do things for the sake of other men. hundred percent. And so it's from... So we talk about women from the male gaze a lot, but we have to talk about males living for the male gaze themselves. Mm -hmm. And I mean, gaze, (laughs) G-A-Z-E. And I feel like a lot of Ryan Reynolds appeal is kind of male gazey. Like his, Mm -hmm. even his still aesthetic is still like, I mean, obviously we all find it. He is an attractive person. I won't take that away yeah. from him. But like, I think some of the fanfare is like men imagine in their heads, like the idea that's like, oh, all girls want a guy that looks like Ryan Reynolds. It's like, no, we would accept, we would happily accept Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But we'll also accept other things as long as you're a decent human being. <laughs> like, God 
damn. The part well, of the and I think, still can't meet it. No. I think the, the most endearing thing about him to me personally is how witty and clever he is. Right. Yes. Yeah, like for sure. he didn't have, he wouldn't have to be anywhere near as hot as he happens to be. <laughs> but like, yeah, it does help. But I mean, I'm just as happy listening to him, even if he didn't look the way he did, because mm-hmm. he's just, he's so quick witted. And I just find it very endearing chris is giving advice to ray because he's saying if you take this girl you're seeing out on a day date she's going to put you in the friend zone blah 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 and so he's giving advice this is straight up pickup artistry and it's gross and he tells that he tells ray that you know not to have lunch and no matter what you have to kiss her i'm like excuse me you're going to get kneed in the balls if you're trying to kiss me and I don't want it. Chris is back at the record studio. He has a meeting with his manager and his manager says, I want Samantha's next album. Like they're watching an extra news package about Samantha. <laughs> yeah. can, can we talk about the fact that she did a, <laughs> like a video to help support veganism or vegetarianism, vegetarianism. In third um, world countries, I swear, I think they thought that they were doing a better job parodying celebrity like ventures than they were. Yeah. And do Uh, you feel like the character of Samantha, that was like definitely Britney Spears shade, right? Britney and Jessica and this idea. It was was Paris Hilton shade. So apparently they were she Paris Hilton who was supposedly an inspiration for the uh, Samantha James character she actually auditioned for the part but she didn't get it so they wrote a part that was supposed to be her and then <laughs> she, she didn't get the part Girl. Anna Paris is just Anna Paris is just that good yeah well I mean a hundred percent like on a that was this the only role, decision that was good in this movie yes fair yes and so Chris is like, I don't want to. And, and the boss is like, well, you used to date her. And he's like, yeah, I ended up in the hospital. Like they went on one crazy. date. Yeah. Yeah. But the boss is pretty much like threatening him with his career. If he doesn't <laughs> get her next album. Also, so he all goes the shit that I'm talking. I love seeing Steven Root in anything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cameo. I was like, cause we had also been watching succession this weekend and he's in Barry and I love that. And obviously he's on King of the Hill. Like I love Steven Root in anything. So he, always happy really, to see he him. He always plays a, such a funny character. He was a, a, a nice addition. So we get to the studio because now he's gone to go try to woo Samantha. Yeah. And we see she's not a great singer. That's an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) Although I really like her rendition of you're assholes, you're all assholes. Just (laughs) screaming at them from the record uh, recording booth. That was a very nice touch. Then we see the dumb blonde trope where she's having this whole conversation, but she's in the recording booth and he's like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And then she finally realizes like, oh, light bulb, like. Yeah, she's an idiot and he makes fun of her to her face like he yes saying these things out loud and she doesn't care and she literally jumps him l- at least three to four times in this scene and just s- sticks her tongue down his throat and it's just a very 
Anna Ferris was still funny, but it was it was a lot. It was a lot. And the, 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 so she pushes him down on the couch, starts taking his pants off. Like there are people like <laughs> recording the song with her, just standing there. And then she gets distracted because she's erratic and batshit apparently. And so he's literally sitting there with his pants down around his ankles. I'm like, what is happening here? And it's kind of like, well, you kind of deserve it because you treat women this way. So why can't a woman treat you this way? Okay. So here's two ways that this movie is just literally gulag. Again, everybody to the gulag. Um, So first, like this movie, like, this is like embarrassing to say, because obviously she's not like the model of like healthy sexuality, but like this movie punishes her for being Mm -hmm. expressly sexual, right? Exactly. Where it's like very much Madonna horror complex because why would he be attracted to her when she is very outspokenly interested in him and wants sex? Gross. Women shouldn't do that. Women should only not want sex, which what? But also like (laughs) that whole scene, it's like, so you guys do understand consent. You do get it. (laughs) You don't actually like um, somebody aggressively pursuing you even though you're not interested. Oh, weird. It's funny that it works that way for us as well. (laughs) Almost maybe consider applying that logic to that girl you had a crush on in high school and you're still not over. Wait, so you're telling me girls have feelings? No, not in this universe, apparently. (laughs) Um, No feelings, no regard for other people's feelings. Just like for those of us in the real world though, yes. It's nuts. It just, like I said, it goes out of its way to hate women. It's an achievement in hating women. (laughs) So now she's like, I'm going to Paris for Christmas. And he's like, no, I go to California and I stay in Santa Barbara. And she's like, no, you're coming with me. And he knows he has to do whatever (laughs) she says to try and get the, the deal done. And so they're on the plane and it's a private jet. And she has this thing where she's only eating fish, I guess. So she's heating up tuna in the microwave of an airplane, which I'm like, the rule is you don't ever heat up fish in a communal space. Yes. I doubt she knows that rule. I mean, true. But also I was like, this is how, this is like further committing to this women don't have empathy thing. Yeah. She has no regard. I mean, honestly, though, if you're going to heat up fish in a shared communal space, your private plane, like that logically makes sense. Yeah. But it's still wrong. I would. Yeah. But also it's with tinfoil. Exactly. Um, Yes. Who puts tinfoil in the microwave? That's microwave. No, like, all right. Now that I know that it's supposed to be Paris Hilton, that like makes a little bit more sense because (laughs) I've seen Kathy on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. (laughs) I love Paris Hilton. I stand, but like it's possible that that oversight have some disconnections with like everyday real world appliances yeah yeah, and experiences so the plane is grounded they're not going to be able to take off till the morning and they just so happen to be (laughs) grounded in new jersey what are the chances what are the odds they're and in so, uh, new are they in newark an hour from trenton Trenton, was, that's which it. i was like that could mean anything like <laughs> new jersey's not that big it's, it's actually like well yeah it takes me like four hours it's like from from end to end like from where yeah. i am to like the the furthest south like it would probably take like three f- hours or so without traffic i won't three four hours I won't put any New Jersey slander on this episode. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Only when our friend Andrew finally joins us on the show will I go into my New Jersey slander. 
Sorry, we deserve it. Oh, and then also on the airplane, she's showing off her taser that her bodyguard gave her to protect her from <laughs> fans. This will come into play later as I well. I get the through line though. Like that whole storyline could have been scrapped from this. Yeah. Yes. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. I, I was, I must've missed that scene because later on when it does come back up, I was like, where the fuck did the taser come from? But now- It doesn't make any sense. So he's, he's arguing- and she, she just yells not happy but i can't remember in what context i guess that they're going to stay <laughs> at his they're parents stuck in house. new jersey like, yeah <laughs> probably <laughs> they can't go to parent like which fair enough yeah um, but like yeah i think like because they were supposed to be heading to wherever yes. they were going and they're grounded in new jersey so she's not happy about the fact that the plane and then she's convinced that she's being punked and is like screaming for Ashton Kutcher to come Which, out. Like, that's not going to make sense. I mean, like, I don't think no. anybody from like Gen Z or later would actually enjoy this movie, but like, that's going to go right over everybody's head. Well, and, and <laughs> that was like an act of fear for people for a long time. Yes. Am I being punked? So they're going to Chris's parents' house and he goes in, he, he starts taking down his Jamie obsession wall and he's talking with his mom and she's kind of like, it's, weird that you're here usually they you send us plane tickets to go to santa barbara and they're kind of talking about how it's been 10 years since he's been home enter brother mike before who... you get into enter brother mike we can okay, gloss over the fact that in this scene in front of his mother that samantha is visibly groping the shit out yeah, of brian reynolds shit. character yes. like obviously again, no hands. regard yeah. But I think also like the mom character is further committing to this hating women, like yes. this idea that like once obviously she's not going to be attracted to attractive to him. She's his mother, but just mm-hmm. this idea that she's like clueless and homely and just like, they took this, like, I can't think of the actress's name. I forgot it, but like, she's like a, a famous comedy actress. Like she is a very important part of the airplane movie. Like, yes, you know, she's a big deal. And like, you gave her this role of just being a moron. Like, cause moms are clueless. Like, you know, and I'm just and I- gonna make you cookies anyway. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> get the fuck. I hate. Yeah. yeah. And so, enter brother Mike, and I still maintain this is the realest sibling relationship portrayed in a movie I have ever seen. <laughs> the two brothers, where they slap each other, and then they're like, "I love you," and handing each other cookies. That is. That was the only redeeming part of the entire film. <laughs> like that one scene where I was yeah. like, all right, that's decent. And would have gone over better if we had seen some sort of growth over the yes. course of the movie. But like, sure. It, like, I was like, oh, that's nice. Anyway, back to this bullshit. You know, yeah. like back to more like fuckery. And so brother Mike walks in, immediately recognizes Samantha Jones and is like, oh my God, is she my Christmas present? Like I have her poster up on my wall and the poster in question is Samantha with just a whipped cream bikini, cherries for the nipples and like about to eat a very phallic banana. Which is all of it is very similar to another Amy Smart movie, which is Varsity Blues, where mm-hmm. Ali is it Ali Larder who does the same yes. thing. But in that movie, she uses shaving cream to keep the fullness and it doesn't fall but in this movie Anna Ferris did use whipped cream on her breast to shoot the poster I'm really happy that she's over this point in her career like I'm really happy (laughs) and so 
she's asking him because she's like happy that he has her poster on her his wall and she's like no shame no shame and he's like oh yeah i slapped the ham to it earlier today i'm like just using weird euphemisms for masturbating in front of your mother like and then the mom's like like, not the ham i bought for dinner and like all of this Mm -hmm. but i'm telling you between this and like again watching succession i was just like who talks about their sex life this much with their siblings? Yeah. Like, gross. No, yeah. no, thank you. I just don't want to know. Like, we, we don't need to know each other on that level. <laughs> <laughs> so now, oops, sorry. So now um, we're going to the local restaurant and Chris runs into Clark and Darla, who are now married. Darla. And <laughs> would you be so easily able to jump back into your friendship roles after 10 years and this man has not talked to you at that's, all that's they were very ready to embrace him with open arms like and if it was just the guy I would have gotten that better but like again the girl yeah what nobody has ever met a woman <laughs> yeah who and, and, and Ken kept saying that he's like they had to have talked like the, it can't be the first time in 10 years they've talked like the they're acting like they they see each other all the time. Like that's, it doesn't make sense, but Clark and Darla welcome each other or welcome Chris with open arms. And they're that's just so love, happy like to a see pre Facebook. Like I forgot like pre social media, you did, you were able to forget what people looked like. Yes. Like I was like, Oh, right. Like that was, that was the thing. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Now you're Facebook <laughs> friends with people you haven't talked to in 20 years and kind of just, and when I'm you see, like, I'm still like aware, like, you know, like yeah. one of my best friends is like my high school best friend. And we will occasionally send each other like, oh my God, did you see what so-and-so posted? Or like, you know, you're still following people on like LinkedIn and shit like yes. that. Like you're aware of what people are up to in a way that you very easily. So we see Sam turns up the crazy to like an 11 and she's, very demanding of Chris's attention and time. And she's not getting it because he's talking to Clark and Darla. And then he sees Amy behind the bar. She sees him and like drops hides. to the floor and hides. As she should, because her life sucks. <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing. Like, I, she's like going to grad school and like needs a job, you know? Yeah. Like, I know by like 2000 standards, that was flopping, but that's like pretty commonplace today. I mean, like literally I'm recording from my mom's basement right now because of some poor choices that I made financially, you know, like it, it I happens. Think, I think it's just these, the men behind the cameras who. Oh, it's definitely a punishing it, thing. Yeah. Oh, she there, has th- to This be is definitely a narrative dumps. punishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, the first thing she says to him after like, oh my gosh, hello is. I can put my arms around you. What the fuck? Like, no, that's not, no. I I don't, it's obviously wrong. I will tell you that it's wrong, but I could see like, if you were that good of friends with somebody, I could see you feeling comfortable enough to say that. I think what was more confusing to me is that like, if she's supposedly so oblivious to her effect, like, wouldn't she just think everything was fine after 10 years and be like, yeah, oh, hi, like, so good to see you. Like, you think she'd be more excited. So the story doesn't know what it's doing and then <laughs> Anna Ferris walks up and hisses at her which 
I want to do, I want to do that so bad and I can do it. I don't feel like it would be out of my wheelhouse at all. She's just like, Chris, but what? (laughs) (laughs) Missing a beat. Like like, that is her like regular response to somebody. Like, like an actual cat. (laughs) They try to make her seem crazy in this movie, but I feel like she is the most liberated female empowering character. she feels her feelings i mean like minus the like borderline like the the toe on the line of statutory rape and the and the consent consent issues take those parts out of her character she's an icon yeah, yeah. she does what she wants she's unapologetic unpo- like she's just who she is and she doesn't give a shit who thinks poorly of her She's just living her best life. (laughs) So at this point, he tells her to go sit down somewhere, Samantha, and then he goes over pretty much. He's saying goodbye to Amy Smart's character and he's like ready to say goodbye. And she, he tells her he's only here for that night. She seems kind of disappointed because she wanted to hang out. And then he changes his mind. He decides that he's going to go back and say, you know what? Our flight got delayed. And so I'm going to be here for another night. How about we hang out tomorrow, whatever. So she says, let's get lunch. You know, he's ready to cringe on that. Which is like what you ask your friend to do. Right, because we are friends. Yeah. We are friends. Very obviously, she has a job when she works in the evenings. Right. So and also you said you were leaving the next day. Like why like it most logistically, it makes (laughs) sense to hang out for lunch. And as this whole situation is happening, you have um wonderful and affairs Chris 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 like yelling like an insane person they really try to make us hate her and <laughs> yeah we didn't buy Love it her more we <laughs> bought what Anna was selling <laughs> like you and you forced us you forced our hand into empathizing with the villain like we need because you made a hero so insufferable yeah yes so now we're back at Chris's house and he's looking at old pictures of him and Jamie reminiscing. Sam's asleep, passed out on his bed. And then we see the next day, his brother wakes him up by slapping him. So Chris sits on his head because that's what you do. And they're having this conversation <laughs> uh, about like, what do you want from me? I'm not the same guy from high school. And the brother's like, you'll always be fat to me. <laughs> And essentially Chris asks his brother, Mike, to babysit Sam so that he can go out on his day date with Jamie and his brother doesn't have to twist his arm. <laughs> don't, um, don't, don't, make that, don't threaten me with a good time. Right? right. Yeah. And he also has to convince Sam to go do an activity. And so he convinces her to go connect with fans at the mall. <laughs> Very confused about her level of fame because like yeah. nobody seems phased by her almost anywhere. Like later on, spoiler alert, at like the rock club, like fine, I understand them not being fans of her, but like everybody would recognize that she's famous, but like, yeah. but also not no, she's kid. not. Yeah. Like, I don't really get what is happening with that. Well, maybe it's just like with Paris Hilton Everyone knew her, but I could imagine like my mom seeing her at the Sam's Club and not giving a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. You know, like to a very specific demographic, hell yeah, like teenage girls, 
teenage boys who have crushes on her but like everyone else they're just like what else that bitch don't do shit that's true chris goes over to jamie's house his her parents are decorating apparently they always go like clark griswold on christmas decorations and i'm pretty sure the giant ass snowman was wearing a burberry scarf and i was real confused because that's what rich people do even, <laughs> even by suburban new jersey standards apparently uh no and he and- rents like the most bougie porsche is it a porsche yeah, oh, yeah. yeah you did it you i did, did it, it. you did, did it you identified a car other than the color <laughs> i'm really proud of you it's a, pretty, it's a pretty important plot point i guess yes. <laughs> and i know they put chains on the wheels for the snow i heard that or saw yeah. something <laughs> yes that is a, that is a thing that, that, is a thing that happens yes, yes. Yep. um Jamie. but also if they are if Jamie's parents are rich enough to afford a Burberry scarf for a 25 <laughs> foot snowman, why is she working to put herself through? I think school? it's like a weird, like pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of mentality. Like it's our money, not your money type of thing, especially considering she like wants to be a teacher. Like I can, it's not great. I don't know if it's the kind of parenting that I would do, but I've witnessed it. I feel like even for me, like if my parents were helping me with school or something, I probably still would get a job. I still would be trying to save. Or if your parents are emotionally manipulative and they use money as a way to control you, you may want to actually save it yourself and not have to deal with their strings. But also we're giving all of this too much credit because a lot of the time, (laughs) like I forgot where I've heard this, but like, it's just a plot device, like making characters rich is just a plot device to just sort of make a catch-all for why all of this exorbitant shit is happening around them true well and she is sub and i mean i did this so i get having two jobs but like so she's subbing during the day and then working at the bar at night like how much money does she need maybe she's just subbing over winter break i mean not subbing maybe she's just um bartending over bartending over winter break that and over sense. summer but like she just does it when school's not in session that i believe sense. that in this session alone we do- we put more thought into the plot <laughs> of this movie than the actual so, writers so right it's true We're so, <laughs> so sad um i don't remember the specifics but jamie's dad makes some condescending remarks about how he used to follow her around and was obsessed with her pretty much yeah that he's subway joke which like if you would have just waited a couple years you could have just looked in pedophile instead of the epsler yeah Yeah. homophobe alert he (laughs) uses a, a slur and he also says that Ryan Reynolds' character, what is his name? Chris. Yeah. Chris. Chris ends up sending flowers to Jamie every Valentine's Day when they were in high school, which used to piss off all her boyfriends. 12 roses. What high schooler can afford that much in roses? <laughs> that was, that's the part that took me out of the movie. And then she, she comes out. They're both in the car and they don't have the windows up. And I'm like, the hell no i don't understand this is that's bullshit well i found a a note that said that they probably did this because they wanted to prevent the reflection from the window of the car so they kept it rolled down they didn't want you to be able to see the camera that's a very good point 
makes a lot of sense. And then they go to their, like, their hangout spot from childhood, which is, like, some diner. And yeah, they that's, have- what, that's what we do. <laughs> like, dead, I'm, like, not joking. Like, yeah, Jersey is known for their diners, for that's sure. What we, that's probably where you would go. Yeah, I've done that. And they have their regular waitress, and she's super excited. She doesn't even ask him what his order is going to be. She gets, like, all nostalgic and brings what they always have. Consent does not exist in this universe. No. And so in this scene, I actually was on his side because he's probably worked really hard to lose the weight. And Mm -hmm. he said he hasn't had carbs and sugar like this in years. And it's a slippery slope, man. He's he's very dedicated. And you want me to, you know, sit here and say, it's okay. This crazy lady just brought me all this shit. But at the same time, could he have been a little bit nicer about it? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. But I, again, I feel like I've, I've had those moments when you're triggered. Yeah. And you can be a dick. That's the only no, time that I. No, but if we had gotten any other indication that he was a halfway decent human being, I would agree with you. Yes. But he just treats any woman who's not <laughs> serving his purpose like she's some kind of animal. It's the well, only and- time in the movie I empathize. The only time. <laughs> Let me have this one thing. Fair enough. I appreciate it. Well, I was very appreciative that Jamie's regular meal was not like a salad because that's a great point. It was a grilled cheese with a side of ranch. And I'm like, that sounds delightful. Oh, yes, delightful. (laughs) Fuck ranch, but like, that's gonna be my most controversial opinion. fuck ranch but like that or that's my diner order you know yeah but then she like she switches with him i'm like it's still bread and cheese like he probably is on like a low carb diet and you literally gave him a soup bowl full of ranch dressing like (laughs) he he says he's gonna drink water so yeah well no he says when it like and he like takes one step oh because I think we forgot to mention that like he discloses his plot to his brother who I did not realize he was on the phone with at first. I was like, oh, are we, oh, you guys are close. Okay. Whatever. And he's like, I'm just going to be a piece of shit to her because that's what she liked when she was 18 and obviously has not grown as a person (laughs) at all. Um, He doesn't say all that, but that's what I heard. Although I do need to say, like, that's where my husband was like, this is where I take issue with the way he was behaving. He's like, you went from wanting to date her that whole time to now only just wanting to sleep with her to make a point. That's shitty. And I was like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Look at you. I love, I, I love a feminist husband. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. No, he's great. He still walked away from this movie being like, it's good. I'm like, we're, there's a lot of work to be done. But anyway. <laughs> baby steps good foundation there's a good right. foundation i'm starting off better than a lot of yeah lot of other people, so. you are and so while all this is happening That's anna like- ferris is at the mall and she's trying to connect with people instead she's just picking fights <laughs> and mike is watching her but then ryan reynolds calls and so he's on the phone with him turns his back anna ferris gets in some sort of her fuffle and she somehow gets tased yeah he tases her because he's playing around with it with the taser and she not only gets tased but she falls from a second story she would literally be dead yeah she would be dead yeah and that's not hyperbole she'd be dead i (laughs) thought like a good plot line would have been okay they're stuck there for more time because like i expected to see her when chris comes back 
to see her like in a full on body cast or something. Yeah. And it's that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> instead of it's an ice pack and a full tube of toothpaste that she's eating. And Vicodin. because she took mom's Vicodin. Because moms always have hard drugs. And that's not, I'm not being sarcastic. That's a hundred percent. Like moms always have some narcotics in the house. So prior to seeing Anna Ferris's condition, we see Chris saying goodbye to Jamie at the end of the day. It's awkward as fuck. Like they, he goes in for a kiss and she goes like, in for a hug. She turns yeah. her face a million times. And yeah. Then- and then he ends up like, humping her shaking her type motion so bad it's like weird like her eyes are crossed like what was that i don't they call it the body shake um and apparently this happened to the writer adam tix davis on a date in real life no it didn't like i you know what i mean (laughs) i know that his perception of every interaction with women is skewed it probably didn't happen anything like this it was like it's her squirming to try to get away yes Yes. So yeah, now we are inside and we see Anna Ferris has an ice pack bandaged to her head. An old tiny, like, where do you even find one of those? Like, yeah. His mom. His like mom. one of those water bottle-y things. She's eating a tube of toothpaste and, and she's out of it because she, she was given mom's Vicodin. And so... Chris is like, what the fuck happened? Mike's explaining. And he's like, it's fine. She's happy. She has her toothpaste. And what Anna Ferris eats this scene up. Like she just, (laughs) it is so fucking weird and wonderful. And it's like, I feel like in the script, it was just like Mike and Chris are talking. And then Anna Ferris came up with this whole thing (laughs) where she comes up and like, like blows a bubble of toothpaste on the side of his face oh and God. is looking it off. Like, it's just, it's perfect. Like, <laughs> I appreciated that she just went for it, you know? Yeah. yeah fully committed to like gross humor in that. Yes. Moment. After that, we see Jamie's always doing something really weird when Chris calls. So in this scene, she's washing the dog. With her thong visible, as one does. Yes. Like, fully clothed, but, like, thong visible in the bathtub with the dog, shampooing the dog, while talking to Chris on the phone. They're talking about going ice skating. And then later on, she's, like, supposed to be baking, but really she's just stirring batter for an absurdly long amount of time and then just starts licking the the spoon. Like, I'm like, I don't know what's happening in the scene. And this is weirdly like sexualized situations. Yes. Like, of course, she's in doing an activity that involves the shower. Of course, she's doing something where she has to be licking something. Of course, of course, of course, of course. (laughs) And these scenes have always bothered me, even like Y2K Jackie. I was like, but why though? What is the reasoning where he can just stand in his family room and talk to her, but she has to be in the bathtub with her dog? I don't fucking get dog it. that we don't ever see again, right? No, like no, no narrative significance to the dog. You know, go it's, figure. It's just weird. Just an excuse to get her in the shower, I guess, on the phone. They make plans to go ice skating. He goes to look for his ice skates. Mom gave them away or threw them out because so, yeah, he hasn't because been he home hasn't... in ten years. No he, shit. She kept the ice thingy. Oh, the snow globes. 
my snow yeah. globe collection which also <laughs> like yeah dude she didn't want to fuck you not because you're fat but because you're weird yeah like you have weirdo tendencies (laughs) you have an obsession wall with her face plastered all over it you wear your retainer at weird times during the day and you have a snow globe collection like what the fuck is happening here so now we're ice skating and chris is mad because he has to use rentals and their ice skates their night ice hockey skates and he doesn't and we all know that rental skates have the same powers as the ball from space jam and just suck any if he's that really good (laughs) skater like that kid here like you know if you're that good of a skater you should be able to do it in any skates what's your problem so like where did all the talent go it just needed to humble him but in like the story is humbling him but in like the worst least sensical ways because now he's being shamed by children of course. And this gave me Adam Sandler's Billy Madison vibes. Right. Yes. But at least then Adam Sandler had a reason to be the only adult playing again. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we need two more bodies. And there are dozens of children around. It's like, yeah. yeah, let's ask the one fully built adult man that we <laughs> that none of us know. Right. Stranger danger. And, and all of these kids, Jamie has substitute taught. And so they're all rooting for her and that they're like making up names for him. They call him Suckster. And, and so, yeah. And, and then he's going to prove a point because they're all giving him a hard time and he's being shamed by children. So his solution is to fucking check them, slap one in the head to get to the goal. Like, <laughs> So now you're just abusing children. Yep. Yeah. You're just straight up abusing children to try and impress this woman who teaches said children. And of course, he tries to slap it in the goal. It hits the goal post or whatever. It boomerangs back and hits him, knocks him the fuck out. Ambulance comes. They have to pull him up the goddamn snow hill. And then once he gets to the top, then we see Chris Klein's character. He's Dusty Dinkelman, who was in the beginning of the movie trying to play the guitar and he reconnects with Jamie well because Jamie sees Chris's injuries and faints and Dusty rescues her her and and carries her back up the hill which like girl if a little bit of blood scares you I don't know how cut out you are to be an elementary school teacher yeah (laughs) if body fluids skeeve you out I don't know how well this is gonna go you're not gonna you're not a hundred percent and so after Chris falls down again and he's all fucked up, his mouth is fucked up and they finally get him in the ambulance. They take him to the hospital, whatever. And Jamie connects with, with Dusty pretty much in that scene. Does he ask her out in that scene? I can't remember. But I know Chris is like- Kind of, isn't it like, a, oh, oh um, exchange numbers in the ambulance. Yes, yes, they exchange numbers. And then- Chris has to go to his friend Clark who happens to be- a dentist. Uh, uh, a dentist. His assistant, no, no dental hygienist is going to wear a deep V blouse. I don't even leaning over that, people. Of course. Yeah, leaning over us- people to work on their teeth. Yeah, they usually wear like a shirt under, but it's it's usually not a deep. Mine v. just wears scrubs, but right, like, and just like or just like she's just all up in his business too. She's like, well, for another day date, like you've got a lot yeah. of opinions for somebody who has you not know, been involved in this story. You know, yeah. the whole time I saw her, I thought that was his wife. And Me I too. I thought I so like, too. I 
so I was like, damn, they couldn't have also made her a dentist. And my husband was yeah. like, that's not even his wife. I was like, oh, whoa. I, I, I kind of felt a little racist in that moment. I said, white I women would be white women in. Cause I don't know. <laughs> she looked like I thought oh, it was his wife. Uh, make her blonde. Like so we know not his wife. Right. What <laughs> happened to the, so we learned in a few episodes back, Sonia, that white people in movies, when they have diversity, it's diversity of hair color. Well, yeah, obviously. Duh. So I was very <laughs> perplexed that we had two main characters that were blonde, not a redhead in sight. And then Wait. the wife and the hygienist were both brown haired. I'm like, which what are we also doing? Means, which also means that they just straight up didn't give Darla a job. Mm. Yeah. Like, fuck darla right yeah she's got a kid that's that's her job and believe me that is not shade at all to stay-at-home moms it just was like you could have narratively found something, something. To show like giving her, her a, like a crumb of story yeah like yeah even instead of just assuming oh right she obviously is with the kid because that's women's work and so chris is at his friend the dentist slash orthodontist he says he has to wear his retainers for a couple of days till the stitches come out which that just doesn't make any sense. sense no his teeth would have been knocked out he would have needed new teeth he would have been yeah well clear. he had veneers and i thought for sure that they were gonna give him like a missing tooth or they would have mm-hmm. like the the veneer would have come off or something but yeah none of it made sense and let me just tell you that was a gd he was a general dentist not an orthodontist mm-hmm. yeah. so i don't know where he got the right of being putting over retainers in, and wait. getting a retainer fit fit that quickly because that's not what happens no not at all but like again he also probably wouldn't have had any teeth but like yes. I, so wait so i like kind of like forgot as much as like we were talking before about what ryan reynolds looked like at this time were those like veneers for the movie or are they making fun of the fact that he just like straight up did not have good veneers in this point in his career because I couldn't really tell because I was like he they sort of just made like a passing reference because like why would he put all that work into like whatever they're called uh retainers if he was ultimately going to get veneers I don't know I don't, I don't know why I, again it. thinking I about this way more than <laughs> anybody sh- who made the movie would I wasn't sure if they spoke about it because there was going to be this scene but they didn't pull it together so it's but all like from the beginning I was like damn his teeth look terrible I did, I did not even look in his mouth until he was making me look in his mouth <laughs> so what so, happens after this well while Chris is at the dentist Sam's horny and so she's hitting on the brother he about, does ask if he's well, of his age she does yeah, make sure she does that is that he's yeah. 18 so. yeah and he says he's 18 and she's like do you have baby oil and so he's like giving her a massage he's into it she's into it like go you know, live your best life my personal advice to anybody still out there you know getting it is like don't have sex with anybody who wouldn't appreciate the opportunity to have sex with you. Yes. And you know, I feel like that's <laughs> I'm being serious. Like don't have sex with anybody that's not going to appreciate the opportunity. And like, what better example of that than like, yeah, you're going to give this kid the time of his life. Yeah, Like he's obviously enthusiastically for consenting. And you know, that's just, that's gotta be a good, you know, good deed. Yeah, but apparently Chris does not like this because he comes home, catches them mm-hmm. halfway in the act. He pushes his brother off, which I'm surprised. Like, I thought he wanted her off his hands, so. Right? Who cares? Yeah, but uh, he did not like that. 
And so this turns into a fight and the amount of homophobic slurs that are used Mm. in these couple of scenes where the brothers are fighting, uh, it's on the brothers and not so much Chris's end. I think Chris may say one, one thing derogatory, but the brother is just letting them fly. It's not a good look. 2005, Um, baby. (laughs) Ooh, cringe. And so Chris calls Jamie to see if she wants to go to thank her for the get well card and to see if she wants to go see the notebook. Because he's now in his pussy feelings, apparently. Right, now he's decided that the way to get her back because she was interested in Dusty was to be not the sensitive guy he was before but an overly sensitive guy yeah oh my god the scene is atrocious like yeah and how'd she get that basket so fast that's all i was thinking about especially during the holiday you know she probably just is like the kind of person that just like throws taylor a basket (laughs) i just had this stuff at the house right exactly and so to get rid of sam again he tells his brother to take her to uh karaoke night at the local coffee house yeah so open mic night yeah and so sam and and mike go on their way chris dresses the part he dresses in clothes that he had from 10 years ago and then jamie shows up she has dusty in tow and then invites chris's mom to all go see the notebook together yeah dusty invites chris's mom and so my mom but that's a move like that was smart yeah yeah three steps ahead but my mom would have been like no <laughs> like no i'm not going but obviously on this weird his date. mom is dumb yeah like, we've they've made that clear his mom is oblivious so so tragic and we're now at the notebook jackie loves because this movie so so much i fucking hate the notebook <laughs> so much fair enough honestly i saw it once and i was like you know it's a movie. I, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. And Ken's sitting there going, I don't remember this bar. I'm like, she has fucking dementia. <laughs> she can't remember anything. And they're about to die in bed together. Like, and, can we? And I was dying because I'm like, you know, obviously, because he's like mad that she's like not making a move. And it's like, yeah, like what's hotter than like a woman suffering from dementia and having like five minutes of lucidity you know like that'll really yes. get my gears going and then he's like this is so gay and then like two gay guys are making out which I'm like that makes even less sense that like yeah like two gay guys this is really a moment where you want to passionately make out with somebody right wrong? like at least do the scene in the rain or something like yeah not the, the saddest scene at the end it's probably yeah. they, all they could get rights to. They couldn't put Ryan Gosling on the, seat, the screen with True. Ryan Reynolds. Too, too Canadian. Mm-hmm. Too aggressively it, Canadian. It, it's too aggressively Canadian. <laughs> so everyone's crying. Chris is rolling his eyes. And then we see Sam is at what used to be the coffee shop and now is the metal shop. <laughs> She's still trying to perform. She's getting booed off stage. She's screaming at people. She jumps into the crowd because she apparently is aggressive and it's just not a great time. No one's having a good time (laughs) and they get back to the house. Dusty takes off 
but Jamie stays, mom makes cocoa and they watch old home movies. And so you see how they used to be and how they were really great friends and they're kind of reminiscing and stuff. And then Chris takes Jamie home. They're playing a mixtape that she made for him. And they're kind of for a moment back to how they were in high school. And so when I realized, I don't think outside of him asking what she's been up to, like if he's asked about her at all, or like she shared a single thing about herself outside of the fact that she's going to grad school and she substitute taught. So he's in love with this. Like, it's like very like little mermaid of him to be like, I saw you once and I liked you. (laughs) You're a hundred percent the same person now with like, you know, with no growth whatsoever. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the brother calls and he's like, shit's gone sideways. So they have to kind of wrangle Sam back in. This is where the Christmas cookie, where they slap each other and it's like, brother hands him a cookie and says, Mm -hmm. I love you. I love you too. And then he realizes the brother left the Porsche's windows open all night. So he has to ride his bike to go to Jamie's the next day. He shows up. Dusty is somehow performing for her entire extended family (laughs) in her house. And he's singing Jamie smiles and she's just like, Oh, nice. Thanks. (laughs) And while this is going on, one of the really great scenes in this movie, obviously it all involves Anna Ferris. So Mike is like brushing his teeth in the morning, blah, blah, blah. And then He like opens the medicine cabinet and then closes it. And like Sam's standing behind him and he screams and she's just like, where is Chris? Tell me. Because she heard them because she heard Chris the night before telling his brother that he was going to go on a date with Jamie or try to go see Jamie. And she, so she like realizes what the hell's going on. Yes. And then Clark is also at Jamie's house. And so he's kind of giving Chris a pep talk. And he's like, Dingleman, Dingleman. And they're just like angrily yelling Dusty's last name. And then Clark tells Chris he's so Jersey, he skis in his jeans, which yeah. I found hilarious. <laughs> that is a very good burn. <laughs> it's a solid burn. And then we see mom's Volvo crashing into all of jamie's parents christmas decorations poor thing oh my god (laughs) this whole scene is like the most genuinely funny part of the movie like (laughs) there's one scene one part that like we rewound and watched like at least three four times and i love how her rage her range of rage in this movie is a beautiful thing to see. Well, she doesn't come at it like, how could you do this to me? It's more like, you're gonna pay, sucker. Like she- <laughs> no, and she's screaming at Jamie, but like grandma's standing there. She goes, that's not the, that's you, wrinkles. <laughs> no, like, because she goes, like whatever. She's like, you like Santa's little whore. And the old lady's like, me? Like, <laughs> no, like talk about- like literally the best acting in the whole movie. Her <laughs> line delivery. She is so sincere. She so sincerely thinks that she's getting called out. <laughs> and then that's true. Like Anna's response of like, not you wrinkles. And like, that's just her That was the funniest scene in the movie. Hands down. Yeah. The, all the decorations are aflame. She drives off. 
the reindeers are like trailing behind her and everything. And so Chris is in his feelings. And so he's in his bedroom and he told his mommy he had a tummy ache. (laughs) And oh, and also in the scene where he goes to Jamie's house, he had a letter that he was going to give her. And after Dusty's grand gesture, he kind of just left the letter on like a sofa table or something and left. And so Jamie walks into his room and was like, where's the guy who wrote this letter? This is the guy that I remember. And so of this whole scene, she pretty much puts herself out here Mm -hmm. and she goes into the bathroom this must be a man fantasy she puts on like a collared one of his collared shirts that's not comfy no i was so enraged but she was trying to be coy she can't like narratively she has to be the madonna in this situation not madonna but like madonna whore complex madonna right where it's like she can't obviously want sex she has to be demure but still appealing so she gets in the bed He's all in his head. Now, all of a sudden, the, he has a conscience. He has a conscience. and he. But it's not even just a conscience. It's the, the whole, he realizes that he doesn't just want to sleep with her. Which is stupid he, because that's not what he wanted at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. He wants to be with her. He wants her to love him. He wants to love her. What's going to happen next? And I think they're in their mind, these guys who wrote the movie were trying to make a parallel that it's almost how like a woman would think you know of the what's going to happen next which they like they love to tell us that men don't think about that but they do well like what I was so confused about during the scene was like there was no real indication that she had feelings for him back Mm -hmm. like this whole scene I was like wow are they really still trying to do the thing where she's so oblivious and she's just gonna press her butt up on his dick and like you know what I mean like she like she had no idea still at this point in her life and then the next scene she's like I can't believe it like I tried everything except like literal communication (laughs) you know like like except like actually telling him I wanted to sleep with him and like he didn't sleep with me girl and then he goes to the his friend, the dentist, to say, I didn't sleep with her. And the guy's like, what the hell are you doing? And they, he's like, I don't know. I just started thinking about how I want to be with her. What's going to happen tomorrow? And all sorts of stupid shit. So ridiculous. And then his friend is going to take him to the airport. He's finally just like, I'm, is, he's going to give up and he's going to go to the airport. And- oh, or, or just prior to this, they're at the hospital. And they right. Singing his Jamie smiles to Janine and like aggressively (laughs) making out with her. Practically dressed, very practically dressed for work at a hospital. She didn't look like she was wearing a nurse costume. Yes, it was a Halloween costume. Yes, it was not a nurse's uniform of any sort. I don't ever see nurses wearing that that like stereotypical white outfit anymore. They're always wearing scrubs. Yes. So no, what, by 2005, like they were wearing scrubs in hospitals. Right, yeah. Like you just wanted to objectify this random woman. Go for it. Yeah. And then that's when Chris was just like, I'm done. Clark's taking him to the airport and then he has a change of heart. Yanks on the steering wheel. I kind of looked down during this part. Mm-hmm. But some orange car. This is about where I like completely zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're literally it. telling me what happened at the end of the movie because I'm not paying attention. Yeah, he turns the car around, pretty much almost crashes the car. That he feels like he has to go tell Jamie about the cringiness of Dinkle or whatever his name is, Dusty. Dusty and, Dinkleman. And so they go to the church because apparently Dusty's playing a children's church concert. I don't know. And this is the time where he's trying to tell Jamie, like, I have something to tell you. And it's pretty much about Dusty's and she's telling him to stop his shenanigans or whatever. And then we get this scene. (laughs) (laughs) Where he says, would you care to join us in a carol to celebrate the birth of our Lord? (laughs) I feel like that was in the trailer. Yeah, like, I don't know why all of a sudden that came back to me and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit was ridiculous. But um, like as soon as soon as I saw him poke his head through, like I paused it <laughs> and Ken and I looked at each other. He goes, That's the background. I was like, that is the background. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic. We knew. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but chris is trying to tell jamie like hey he's a fucking player he's essentially trying to seek revenge on you for putting him in the friend zone with no sense of of irony whatsoever right (laughs) like he's the bad guy i'm like but you're the bad guy too you believe that he's manipulating you into just playing nice so you'll sleep with him it's like yeah (laughs) we can believe that I just love that he's a hundred percent, you know, Dusty's like, I I am what I am. Yeah. I'm doing what you do. And I could not believe literally the most direct and effective communication of the entire film (laughs) is Dusty's monologue at the end of being like, whatever, like, I don't care. I wanted to sleep with you. And if that's not what you're interested in, then I'll find somebody who is and then goes on his way. And I can't believe she was shocked by that either. Yeah. Well, obviously she has no idea about the effect she has on men. So of course yeah. she's going to be caught off guard. I mean, uh, Dusty literally tells her, what kind of girl would you be if you didn't put out for the guy who wrote you a song? It's mean, but it's funny. It's, it's <laughs> fucked up, but it's funny. Like that is a funny sentence, but it's, it's wrong. And then Jamie Jamie kind of confronts Chris about like, oh, why didn't you make a move, blah, blah, blah. And he like goes on this tirade about how he's been torturing her or she's been torturing him since the sixth grade. Now you know how it feels. You peaked in high school and then she just punches him. Oh, so gratifying. And so then he's sad on the plane back to L.A., He's walking to his house and literally throws his suitcase over the hill. Impractical. <laughs> so impractical. <laughs> this is how I think. I'm just like, wow, that's a dumb decision. Suitcases are expensive. Yes. <laughs> You're just going to have to go get it later. <laughs> he won't. He's going to have to replace everything in the suitcase, which Ugh. is worse. And so he goes in, sits down on his couch, and he sees Sam's guitar. Sam's is like creeping up behind him with cookies he he jumps up she's still really pursuing that dick like she's just like hugs and kisses hugs and kisses but also i think it's so interesting that she says like i'm trying to do what you wanted from that girl Mm -hmm. 
but like he's like no that's stupid why would you think that when that is the entire plot of this movie (laughs) (laughs) tell me what like she has this like he has this idea in her head of like who she was when she was 18 and like I said has not obviously grown at all as a person and not learned from any of her mistakes but like he's still going to use that as his like guiding light of how to treat her but then yeah. when Aunt, when uh, Samantha does the same thing to him he's like ew gross what what an idiot you are for even thinking that you would ever be that attractive to me tell me why this entire scene I was I I don't know how I got this confused but I was like oh they're back in California at her apartment. They are. They are. At, oh. his, at his house. At his house. Yeah, but at his house. house. Okay. Okay. I wasn't no, the- it's, yes. Yeah. No, it's very confusing because then he then immediately flies back to New Jersey, which does not, bad for the environment, but. Yeah, not before Sam says, we'll be the greatest musical manager team since Jessica Simpson and her dad. That's funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Because like, and then you like miss the whole part where she's like, except we can like have sex and it's not weird. And Sam is now like becoming this desperate person. That's like, do you want more than one woman? Blah blah blah. I can do that too. And that's then sad. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. For him, ew. Like the, yeah. the character. You know what I mean? Like and just yeah. like all this for him. And she does get in one last Darla. <laughs> <laughs> And so he says, you can't force or torture someone into liking you. And so then she starts yelling at him and then he just leaves and gets on a plane back to New Jersey for New Year's. But again, he like says that line. And if this was a better written movie, not by somebody who felt like they lived it and felt wronged and didn't like have any sort of like self-awareness, like that would be a moment where he'd realize to himself like oh I can't expect her to feel that way about me mm-hmm. just because like in a normal movie yes which you could which the movie still if you wanted to be like 2000s humor and age poorly you can still have that happen and like check the character every once in a while yeah because if that would have been a moment of self-reflection where it's like oh shit that's what I was expecting from her that's not fair of me like that would have been I would be at least a little bit more rooting for them to get together at the end yeah yeah and so he shows up at Jamie's house. She slams the door on him. I can't blame her. But then he, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. He apologizes through the door. And she's like, can't we just be friends? And he says, no, because I'll always want more. And then she's like, why are you back here? And he goes into this tirade about want to take you on a date and have beautiful babies and marry you. And I love you. And apparently that was all she needed to hear. Uh, <laughs> and then the the end scene is the neighbor's house, I guess, are three of the kids that were in the class she substitute taught. And it's a girl and two boys. And it's like one hands the girl a cookie. And she's like, oh, here, I'll share this with you. Shares it with the other guy. And then essentially tells him you're my best friend and he gets this look on his face like the cycle continues so this movie is <sighs> so lacking in self-awareness like yes <laughs> just like this is not a healthy way to go into interpersonal interaction no, no like that's it but the movie makes you think so so and there's a bunch of people still internalizing this message to this day yes so my friends that is 
just friends. Uh, We're done. Ah, well, raise your hand if your rating is higher than a same day rental. Not before Sam says, we'll be the greatest musical manager team since Jessica Simpson and her dad. That's funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> Because like, and then you like miss the whole part where she's like, except we can like have sex and it's not weird. Oh my God. It's like literally would walk by it in the store. Can we give it like negative? What's the negative rating? I literally, I turned it off and I turned to my husband and I'm like, I'm so excited to never watch this movie. Again. <laughs> well, uh, it's a unanimous, uh, Jackie, it's a, is it, am I correct? I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I own it only because my y2k self was like i remember enjoying that movie and it's like 4.99 so i'll just buy it to watch it right but uh, it's not going to be a go-to and you know my feelings about most christmas movies anyway so i am i am satisfied with the same day rental <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> it is. Although I have to say, though, I forgot to bring this up. I did. I realized this movie is three movies in one. So I want to break down the three alternative movies that could have happened with potentially better writing. Okay. Plus the bonus of like, what if it was focused on Jamie having to come back to her hometown, having to like, like while she's out of money and like trying to save up for grad school? That would be great. This movie could have been just focused on the Chris and Jamie storyline with or without a better version of Sam as his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Like, I think she could have been a better crafted, like their story about how they're together. Like they could have just been like an annoying LA couple and he could have realized he didn't like her very Hallmark kind of style. Chris <laughs> and Sam specifically where like, he thinks he's so LA and cool. And then he comes home and then has this like, and like basically like a Hallmark movie, you know, like comes from the big city to back to a small town or Chris versus Dusty for Jamie, which obviously is right for problematic elements, but you know she could just be like fuck both of you fuck neither of you like yeah yeah i don't want either of you you're both terrible you lied yeah or jamie he comes back thinking he's gonna win jamie over and she married tim that's her or like and that's the thing like i didn't understand <gasps> why her and dusty weren't together from the beginning oh yeah tim oh yeah tim her high school boyfriend what if what if chris and sam came to down as the annoying la couple and then at the end, Jamie and Sam get together. Like in, like Enchanted, like that yes. kind of storyline. Yeah, no, I ship that. Yeah. <laughs> I ship them. Something else. Well, right. well, anything but the way the movie turned out. <laughs> yes. Anything. And I, I, I think the only other fun fact that I find fun is that... Uh, <laughs> To keep up with Samantha's continuous aggressiveness and hysterics, Anna Ferris continually drank Red Bulls before filming. That poor girl's kid. I, I, I saw that fact in this and I was like, I hope you're going to talk about that because that's yeah. really funny. <laughs> I, we can tell. <laughs> I also like the, well, it's interesting and a bullet dodge. Bradley Cooper almost played Chris Klein's character, Dusty Dinkelman. You know, Chris uh, Klein is a better casting for that. Like, and I yeah. love Bradley Cooper. And like, I think that he's good at playing that sort of like nice guy douchebag. But like, yeah, no, you need somebody that would more convincingly be like awkward in the beginning. And like, yeah, Bradley yeah. Cooper could not have achieved early Dusty Dinkelman. 
a hundred percent he also doesn't look like a dusty dinkleman and for some reason it works for chris klein <laughs> like make that make sense why does chris klein who has the most generic like handsome name actually also simultaneously look like a guy who would be named dusty dinkleman right <laughs> i don't know facts a hundred percent so wonderful listeners if you have any hot takes from this very feminist episode because we did not Uh, hold back hit us up on the social handles instagram facebook tiktok twitter and youtube at no more late fees and sonia tell everybody how that they can follow along your journey as well on social so uh, you can find me just like these lovely ladies did by following me on tiktok where i post sometimes at no chillery banks (laughs) and you can follow me on twitter at sonia marie says where I think, like I said in the preview, a bitch be crying sometimes. <laughs> mostly thirst, mostly thirst tweeting. Um. And if you um, need something more robust than sliding into our DMs, hit us up on ooh, our voicemail <gasps> at our quick drop 909-601 and MLF 909-601-6653. Leave us feedback, suggest future movies, other ways this movie could have gone that wouldn't have been... <laughs> A hot shit show. Corrections, blockbuster video stories, favorite moments, and you can be featured on a future episode. And also, we are ending the year and we're doing a special bonus episode. And we would love to hear your feedback on some of our past episodes. Which episode was your favorite? Which antidote was your favorite? Anything that you want to let us know, hit us up on the quick drop and we will feature you in our bonus episode. So if you like what you hear, turn on some all for one, put on your kitten bestie shirt and head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. This helps us gain notoriety and Apple will promote us more and (laughs) we can give you more fun content. Just fucking do it. I'm tired of this, (laughs) grandpa. That's Apple. That's Apple speaking, not me. (laughs) And if you want to be one of our Patreon besties, hit us up at patreon.com slash no more late fees. And you'll be able to experience exclusive content, stickers, ask me anything, polls, bonus videos, lives, Spotify playlists, just more of us. Who who doesn't want that? (laughs) (laughs) and we just want to thank our special guest sonia for joining us letting us slide into her dms and be friends with us this was so much fun it was so fun i had so much more fun discussing the movie than i did watching the movie it happens (laughs) more than you think (laughs) i I believe it honestly so like that was why i meant to like preface this episode with like guys i'm not a feminist killjoy all the time i'm capable of being fun we had fun yeah i had fun stay tuned next week because we are taking it to new year's eve and we are doing 200 cigarettes if you haven't watched it where have you been i literally never heard of this movie before in my life don't listen to sonia you need to watch 200 cigarettes it's so good so good all right and as always Be kind and rewind.